something huge. We are at a crossroads and the future is completely within our control. We're living through the single biggest culture shift of our time. This is the time for us to just really take charge. That's what revolutions do. They enable the impossible. All right, so, so Jonah, a uh, quick background on you. Um, you're the founder and CEO of BuzzFeed. Um, prior to BuzzFeed, you were one of the founders of Huffington Post, but you graduated with a degree in environmental studies. Is that true? I did, yeah. <laughs> How'd you get into the online media business <laughs> from there? Well, I, I actually didn't. I, so I, I did an environmental studies major did, and then also took lots of computer classes and then also was a teacher. And so my first job out of college was a school being a school teacher in New Orleans. Okay. So I was a technology school teacher in a school at an independent school in New Orleans for for 3 years. Then I went to MIT Media Lab yep. which you know to study educational technology. Yep. Um and and that's you know and then kind of accidentally found myself in this industry. Yeah, so, so you went and did Huffington Post. Um, what made you want to go do another media business after that? Like, why not go do something else? Was there something that you had an itch that you wanted to scratch at Huffington Post that you were like, one day we're going to do this and I'm going to do it my, this way? Or how, how'd you go from there? Yeah, so I was always interested in how media spread, how ideas spread, and then, and my partners at Huffington Post, uh, Ariane Huffington and Ken Lair, um, were were, you know, had experience building businesses and experience in media, yeah. and I didn't really have any experience with that. I had just made fun things on the internet. So it was, for me, Huffington Post was a fun way to try out ideas that, and to make things spread and go viral, and I focused yeah. on growth and things like that. The, the, um, the fun things on the internet is a good uh, point that you made, because that's kind of how BuzzFeed started, but now you have, like, this, like, serious news business. There's a huge editorial team. Was that a conscious shift, or was... Did it, did it just kind of come up and you say, hey, maybe, maybe we should double down on this thing and do, do a news piece of this business? Well, the number of fun things on the internet that we produce has only gone up. So we're not... Well, we're I hear you. You have not, to stop for, doing for, that. Fortunately, there's like infinite space <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the internet, so you don't have to say... No, like, but like the, the BuzzFeed yeah. News app, for example, that's the first yeah. thing I look at and every morning to read news. And I, I, know, I wouldn't have thought that a couple of years ago that like I would be going to BuzzFeed for like, hey, give me the quick rundown of everything that happened since I went to, to bed. Yeah, it, it's it's been exciting. I mean, we had we we had this moment where where Facebook and Twitter really shifted, and people were sharing news on Facebook and Twitter, and we said, "Wow, like yeah. we can actually start investing in news, and the way that people get BuzzFeed content will work for news too." And so we we you know, at HuffPost, I had been focused on news, right. and so I love the news business and like the news media. So I, I so it was exciting when social media and mobile started to shift that we could get into news. So do you have, inside of BuzzFeed, are there separate business units? Like, I'm someone who works on the fun internet content, and I'm someone who focuses on the serious political stuff, and that's my job. And Yeah, so we have 1,200 employees now around the world, and some of them are totally focused on, you know, some of them are foreign correspondents who are out in the field yeah. reporting, and some of them are, are, like, in our studio in L.A. making entertain, entertainment, and some of them are, 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 you know, in New York creating lists and quizzes and so there's different groups and people specialize in things and then also have the opportunity career-wise to try new things and move into new areas if it right. makes sense. And you can kind of take the, you take some of the 
fun approach that you've learned from from those type of things and add that in an element of serious news like I think it's little things like using emojis in a news story about like the election for example it just adds a little BuzzFeed twist to the news that you're reporting on yeah we try to learn have different groups within the company learn from each other yeah so if a news app can be improved with emoji then that's like great so can you give us a sense of how big BuzzFeed is today or metrics that you're uh, okay to talk about? Just uh, everybody that's listening knows about BuzzFeed, but I want to give people a sense of how massive this thing is. Yeah, we're, we're, um, we're doing over 3 billion content views a month. Probably closer to... That was possibly. billion with a B. Sorry, billion, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did, you get the number? Did I say million? No, instead? no, you said... I just yeah, I needed to hear it again. I sometimes say million instead of billion. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... So, you know, probably closer to 4 billion now. Okay. Um, and, and that is um, video views on Facebook and YouTube and Snapchat. It's our site. It's our apps. Um, so, we, you know, we're reaching a, a really large audience now. Can you, can you boil that down? Like, are you able to, like, hang, you're, you're just sitting at your house having a coffee. Are you able to boil that down and say, like, these are the reasons why we've grown from this little, you know, idea at MIT Media Lab to 4 billion views? Like, are there a certain couple things that you can definitely hit on? Yeah, I mean, it, it changes at different stages. Like, what it takes to get from one level to the next might be different. The now, now the big thing is having a, a, a team of really creative people who are um, have a, what we call humble confidence, where they believe they can do big things but are humble about how you do it. And that allows them to experiment and try things. Right. and Because it would be easy for you to just keep producing the same stuff, hitting the same numbers. The hard part is now growing at that scale, I'm sure. Yeah, it, you, ha you have to also, I mean, we also have had a long tradition of not just trying to do the thing that gets the most traffic, but, but ha treat that as a learning. When something gets a lot of traffic, treat it as, oh, this, this, maybe this is big for this reason or yeah. that reason. Now let's test it and make something different and vary it and continually right. try to make new things. That's, that's the key. What are the metrics that you, you care about? So we do a ton of content, obviously, here at HubSpot. The, the one thing everybody talks about is traffic and page views, but it seems to be you guys, your big metric is, is sharing. Can you talk about the things that you guys care about and track from a sharing perspective? And Yeah, so, so when, we, when you kind of look at the history of the web, people started with impressions as being the thing because it was something you could measure. And then from there, people started looking at clicks, um, because it was like, well, you might have an impression, but if people ignore right. it or they're not looking at it, a click shows they actually took an action. And then from there, you started to see sharing where, okay, there was an impression, someone clicked it, and then they actually shared it and they thought it was worth passing on to another person. So I think we, you know, we always look for metrics that show the deepest connection to actual people, and, and sharing was a good one for that. And the money metric, this is, I think you guys were doing some research around this, actually is like an email share, which is the hardest thing for people to track, but that's something that you guys were kind of diving into earlier this year, right? Yeah, we have a, a technology called Pound that lets us track cross-platform sharing. So one of the things we noticed is that a lot of the things that go really viral, things like the dress, which was 40 million views, um, that the people um, can't really track or couldn't really track the way things move, jump from Facebook to Twitter to email and back and forth. And a lot of the big things that spread really virally are jumping between many platforms. And so we realized we were in a unique position to build uh, technology to track that. Do they actually start in a certain place? Like, do things, say, start on Twitter and then start going other places? Or is it everywhere at once? I mean, things con are continually tr tr uh, jumping between, between platforms. But we could see that w with the dress, for example, um, one tweet from BuzzFeed's main Twitter account had a downstream cascade of a million views, 
but only 200,000 of them were actually from Twitter. And so people were discovering the content on Twitter and then sharing it on right. Facebook and then it started spreading on Facebook. Do you think that's just because the audience on Twitter is still like the really active Twitter users are a little bit more early adopters still and those are the people who are most likely to see it, then email it to their friends, post it on Facebook, share it with their friends? Yeah, it's a combination of having an influential audience on Twitter and Facebook just being bigger. So if you're a Twitter user and you see something cool, you don't assume that all your friends see it just because you tweet it. Right. So you kind of have to share it with on Facebook if you want to reach everyone. Right. So one of the things that we ask a lot of people like in your role that come on this podcast is um, we talk about growth. What do you think one of the, looking back, what's one thing that a lot of companies get wrong with growth in the early days? I mean, there's so many things you can get wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end it there. <laughs> well, I mean, most things don't grow. Right. I mean, most things don't grow. The sad, the sad thing... I mean, you know, even BuzzFeed, which has grown to be a really big, you know, site or big media company, like most of the things we do, don't grow that much right. or don't spread that much. So is it so just it, the having under- a culture where you're going to try a bunch of different things and understanding that a lot of things aren't going to work, but you want to be a part of the one or two that do? That's one, having a portfolio approach, um, me- measuring things, being humble about what works, you know, getting that, taking perspective and thinking about the audience, not just thinking about yourself, yeah. you know. Um, uh, having a sense of kind of global trends and that are that are happening, being aware of new networks because sometimes things spread not because of the thing itself, but because there's an open network. Right. Like or, some or, of the things I talked about at the at this event of the early projects on the web, like yeah. things like Black People Love Us and Rejection Line. Part of the reason those things did so well was that nobody was trying to make things to, to you know to be sh- there. Were, there was like an open network where people right. where people were sharing things and there wasn't any content to share, and so we were early making content for them to share. Finding a good new open network is also another way to make things yeah I mean even from a marketing perspective like everyone's blogging everyone's doing email everyone's doing social so it's going to be tough to get discovered on those platforms it's the people that are willing to test out new things you know sharing content on reddit other places like that yeah all right last hard-hitting question for you do you have a favorite buzzfeed article or meme or gif of all time you know it keeps it keeps changing you know it's always the new thing that it's exciting right um I Lately, I've been very excited about um, um, our our food content. Uh, we're doing a lot of food video, both in New York and LA, and we're seeing people actually cook the stuff that we're you know we're creating recipes, and we're seeing people actually cook. The so they so you'll write an article, they'll go cook it, and then share it back, and, and then say, the, and then the com Facebook comments will be their version of it, and their comment, and their review of it, and so so you know it's it, my my current sort of obsession is like, can you see things that are that, that people love and share, but also that has an influence on their lived life, you know, their day-to-day life. Right. And so, so they're actually doing something with that content, yeah. Yeah, and we have a lot of examples of that. So like those are the things where I'm like, oh, cool. Cool. Awesome. Jonah Prey, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for Talk having me. Soon. All right.